What's up, everybody? We're back. Another episode of Double Coverage with the McCourty Twins. Your host here, J-Mac, with my sidekick on the other side, D-Mac. Welcome to the show. D-Mac, you scared me? We got brand new start time today. Brand new start time. Respect to Michael Jordan, last dance. Just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah. All right. Now, can we get to your T-shirt? You're sporting a nice little T-shirt there. Yeah, man. This is two of the young young legends, I would say. Probably like not even, maybe like 10 or 11 legends from Philadelphia. Two twins. Uh, They box. They play basketball. They do a play football. They do a bunch of stuff. Uh, We just love watching their journey and seeing them kind of work out together, how they criticize and attack each other, but always supporting each other. So it reminds me of when we were kids. So follow me, follow them on all social media. Love just seeing what they're doing. Their father seems awesome, how he encourages them and motivates them to just try to be do their best. No doubt. Before we get started, just a reminder, YouTubes, iTunes, whatever you use. I said YouTubes. YouTube, iTunes, whatever you use. Check our podcast out. Make sure you go on and subscribe. Double coverage with the McCordy Twins. And for everybody tuned in, make sure you get that fan cred app. Once you get the app, if you want to come on and ask us a question face-to-face or side-by-side face-to-face, you can get on there. All you got to do is get the app. You look for the on-air. You'll see double coverage with the McCordy Twins. And then you'll see a green button that says get in line. Click that, get on the fan line, and then you'll come up here and you'll get a chance to be right next to us. Before we get to the fan line, draft just passed. Can you reflect on your draft process a little bit? Just uh, don't go into too much detail. We yeah, 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 yeah. Over yeah, a decade yeah. ago, but dreams coming true. Yeah. Dreams coming true. Um, I think it was awesome. The draft is way too long. You you realize that when you're in it and you're waiting to get drafted, and then like when you try to watch it, I had went on the draftathon, um, the opening night. So I had I watched it a little bit because I wanted to. If I jumped on and did an interview, I wanted to know what was going on so I could speak about it. Obviously, I jumped on to talk about our first round pick and we traded back. So that is always exciting. Um, but no, it's a cool experience. And, and what did you take? What was the highlight to you of the whole draft weekend? For sure, the girlfriends took the cake. I mean, it was just I saw uh, Andrew Hawkins had a, a post that he had. He went through it step by step which was hilarious. So if you guys get a chance, go to Andrew Hawkins' Twitter page and look how he breaks down the action throughout the draft of the girlfriends, all the way from the mom lifting one up to the cell phone grab. Uh, it was all very, very entertaining. So I enjoyed Yeah, hey, just want to say what's up to everybody. We got a bunch of people say hi, yo. Shout out Ellen. Ellen, what's up, Ellen? Watching in. Um, so uh, it's great. But I think one of the things people don't talk about, what was, before we, we go further, Rookie hazing, what was it like for you as a rookie? Like draft night is awesome. Everyone's happy. But when you get there, what was it like being a rookie? It's so different now because you're not allowed to do anything. And it's not like it was crazy, but it was just that initiation process. I remember when I first got there, I had some good vets, so they looked after us. But I remember Cortland Finnegan told me the type of body wash he wanted, shampoo and all of that. I had to go out to the store, buy that for him. Order. I think I ordered off Amazon then. We had our DB room had to be full with snacks all the time. So it was the rookie's job weekly to make sure it was full. And then I remember on our last day of training camp, like back when I was a rookie in 2009, rookie Hazen wasn't just like player to player. The whole organization was in on it, media and all. So our last day of training camp, the cameras are still there. They line all the rookies up on the goal line. You run 25 yards, take a bat, you spin around a bunch of times, get dizzy. Run another 25 yards. The vets are down there, and they make you go buy this stuff. Milk, bird seeds, 
eggs, all type of just crazy stuff, ketchup, mustard. And when we get to the 50 yards, they're throwing birdseed at us, milk, ketchup, Gatorade, water, a whole bunch of stuff. And they got to pick up a full. So it was just embarrassing. But I think the biggest thing about a rookie was just doing those small things for the vets. It wasn't anything crazy, um, but we had the haircuts and all of that. I saw you with the half baldy, half hair. That's why I'm like like this now. I mean, it, it comes full circle. That was in the cars for you. I still remember my rookie year, Tory Holt was on our team in the spring. And Tory Holt came up to me. He was like, hey, what's up, bro? I was like, what's up, man? It's like, this is Tory Holt. He's like, man, I need a bag of Starburst for tomorrow. I started laughing. He was like, nah, I'm serious. I was like, oh. And he's a receiver. Like, I had to make sure I hit CBS on the way uh, to the hotel. Got a bag of Starburst, brought him in the next day. But other than that, like you said, rookie, the rookie hazing part was cool. Um, other than the rookie dinner, that's a lot of money spent uh, on people that you didn't know that well yet. And like you said, the haircut, the haircut finished me. And we went and played a preseason game and we got smacked. So it was just, it was just a bad night for me <laughs> that night. It was a bad night. And, and for you guys, we're getting ready to go to Doreen from New Jersey on the fan line. For you guys, type your questions for Slate and Steph coming up later on the show. And we'll try to get those questions to those guys when they come on. So whatever questions, type them in the comment box. And we'll try to get to those questions. We got Doreen uh, from New Jersey coming up next. We got any? We got any good comments yet? Remember, like it was yesterday. Hey guys. Hey. Hey, Doreen, how you doing? Good. How are you guys doing? Good. Doing well. Can't complain. Um, all the Patriots here. Audrey, huge Patriots fan, big fan, fellow Rutgers alum, being from Jersey. So I just wanted to say, are you? What do you say? Are you? Gotta love it. Um, So I was going to ask you guys about the draft too, but you were kind of talking about that. And I also didn't want to say anything to get you in trouble with hoodies. So um, I kind of had a question. A lot of times on the fan pages, we talk about superstitions and stuff. Um, And I've kind of had this weird thing. I've probably been to 20 Pats games over the last 20 years. Every game we always won. Yeah, we have our rings. Um, every I'm sorry, and we've always won. But then the games that I go to that season, we never win the Super Bowl. So there's been three years in the last 20 that I didn't go to games, and that was the last three years we won the Super Bowl. So I'm like in this battle with my husband. Do I go to all the games? And he's like, no. Or do you just not go to anymore? So, um, it's really funny. Like, we would joke about it for years, but it's kind of weird. So my question for you guys is, do you have any weird superstitions, either as a fan when you're watching your teams or things that you do before the games? You're, you're probably not going to like this. And I, will, I will say this. We, 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 we squashed a superstition that we had in a different way. So our entire NFL careers, while we were separate, we were able to attend eight of each other's game, right? It was eight or yeah. five. Eight. I can't remember the exact number. Whatever the no, exact number was, neither one of us won <laughs> at any single game that the other one attended. I remember we were getting ready to play Jacksonville, who hadn't won a game. Dev comes to Nashville to watch us play. We end up losing that game. Dev came to a game my rookie year. We lost that game. Then uh, it was a lot worse for Dev because I went to the Super Bowl in Indianapolis. He lost. And I went to the AFC Championship game in Denver, and he lost. So we decided at that point uh, we weren't going to attend any more of each other's games. But we ended up on the same team, and we had to attend each other's games, and we were still able to win a Super Bowl. So Awesome. And that's I say, great. Go to the games and enjoy. Thank you. Yeah. I have to tell my husband. He might not be happy with that. But I have to go to every game and we'll win. So I just thought that was funny. That's Thank a, you. That's the best thing to do. 
Just go yeah. to every band we go. Yeah. Well, I love you guys. Thank you so much for doing that. Huge fan. And good luck with all the start of everything. Appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate Take it. Care. We got Helen from uh, Facebook. Appreciate the love. Uh, we got Stefan on YouTube watching uh, all the way from Trinidad in the Caribbean, man. Welcome. Appreciate you. Uh, Lori on Facebook, uh, what kind of wine are you drinking? Uh, this is Black Stallion I'm drinking. I tried to know it's pretty good. I got Stag's Leap Bay from Napa. Solid. Uh, Gerard on YouTube, do uh, you guys do a lot of trash talking uh, when you're playing, when you when you lay the hammer? Uh, I'm not much of a trash talker. Only way I'll talk is somebody else is talking. Deb talks a little bit more than me, though. A little bit, but I'd be tired. So I, I try to make sure I, <laughs> I talk in, in sections. One game I did talk a lot was Atlanta and that Super Bowl game because they were talking as we started coming back. And I wasn't talking a lot. I was just asking guys, like, are you still there? Like, we don't hear you as much. But that, that was a fun one. Every once in a while, you got to get into it, talk a little bit. Okay, I can't wait for 32 in the new unis. Can't wear wait, uh, can't wear Tom's until he retires. No, you can still wear the Brady. Still wear the, you can still wear the gold. How do you feel we got New Jerseys? You like them, Jay? They're, they're, they're pretty cool. I mean, they're not much different than uh, what we already had with the uh, color rush. So, um, it seems like every team. How you like the white ones? The white's cool. It's a little mixed up with a little bit more red. It seemed like every team was just like, hey, we're going to make new jerseys this year. Hey, we're going to tweak a very small thing and we'll make a new jersey. Can you guys go out and buy it? So, um, it's pretty cool. It's not much of a difference, but it's pretty cool. We got John coming up. He's backstage. John's coming up uh, on the fan line. So let's get ready for him. Hey, Dean said she loves Black Stallion too. So you're not the only one that's drinking that. Hey. This is my first time trying it. How's it going, guys? What's up, John? How you doing? Winner, winner, chicken dinner. <laughs> there we go. That's my you, uh, new you, catchphrase. You, you, you on the island? You on the island with your shirt yeah, on, ain't just, you? I got this from in Hawaii, so there we go. Okay, that's, go that's what you want to treat yourself, huh? Yeah. So I got a got some questions for you. It, when fans are going to see you guys, what is the best advice that you have so where we can get like autographs and or pictures? You guys have rules from coach that you like none of this. Like go in there, get focused, stretch. Or do you have like a, a time or an area that is the best chance to get the, the you know pictures or autographs? You talking about game day? Yeah, game day. Yeah. Uh, there's a chance sometimes when guys are warming up. Um, I guess that's about, about two hours. Two hours. Two hours. Game. Mm -hmm. Guys will do that, but then like once we get like once we go back out and we got our equipment on, guys are kind of locked in, and then after the game, a lot of guys win or lose is tired and they go home. So I would say the best really time is like training camp. Okay. Um, really, yeah. camp. Training camp is like the best time. People sign every day after practice, um, autographs and pictures. I would say that's the best time. Once the season starts, it's a lot harder unless you go to like a guy's private autograph session. Yeah, guys are so locked in on game day. Uh, I, I would agree with you. Training camp is uh, definitely. Somebody asked, what is your favorite jersey? I'll say for me, my rookie year, with the Titans, we wore the throwback Oiler jerseys, yeah, which were awesome. just – those were so dope. And I guess for you, it would probably be the throwback red ones y'all wore. Yeah, I, I, my only wish was that we, we never got to wear the white ones while I was here. We just wore the red ones, I think, three times. But I got my – and I got a red jersey, so I'm happy. About we wore the white. We wore the white. We need to wear the – we don't even have to wear the red ones. Let's just wear the royal blue. Somebody ones. just said that. 
would you guys want to wear the red? I would, but we can't because the helmets are white. But like J Max said, bring back the royal blue, blue ones, man. the Ty Law, Lawyer Malloy, and the back. Yeah, that's what we need. We got uh, Chris from New Hampshire coming up next. John, if you uh, still watching, I said VIP section and training camp got a Brady autograph there. You can't, you can't go wrong with that. Yeah, won't get a Brady autograph this year, but <laughs> Chris was happy. Hey guys, I've got my uh, son Brady right here with me. Okay, there we go, Captain America. Guys, like it? Yeah, I think you guys know how who he's named after. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, got a, so. I got a question for you, Devin. So. Yep. You Sign before Brady left. When mm -hmm. you're going through negotiations, is there any point that you're like, "Hey, what's going on with that quarterback situation?" So you know, because uh, you're on a completely different team now than you thought you were going to be on. Does that upset you at all? Or do you, when you're in negotiations, do you ask that stuff in advance? No, nah, it is what it is. Like I'm not upset at all. I think um, uh, it's just the way it goes. And, and like you mentioned, Tom, but it's all of the guys like Kyle Van Noy. Jamie Collins, like all of those guys are close friends of mine. Um, but you know, once the season ends and free agency opens up, everyone's not coming back. It's just it's just how it goes. Um, and I try to make sure I separate myself from that because um, you, you just don't have control over that. And a team can't operate like I have to get this guy to get. It's just too hard to do that. Um, so, yeah, it was I would say it was just different. You know what I mean? Yeah. Losing a guy like that, not having them. Um, I would say everyone probably expected him to be in New England forever, but um, there's a way it went, and I, you know, I wasn't, I didn't feel any way about it. It just kind of is what it is. Yeah, I mean, you look at someone like me. I'm uh, 32 years old. Tom Brady's been the quarterback since I was in the eighth grade, so yeah. it's a it's a big difference for a, a lot of us. And, be tough. Same thing with us. We 32. He's been a quarterback <laughs> since we were. <laughs> now, what you guys say? I, I know there's a chance that Stidham might not be the starting QB, but is it? It's looking that way. Give us some hope out there about him. Is he? Does he have the leadership? Is he? What is he like? Is he more like Garoppolo, more like Brady? Who can we compare him to? I'm not. For me personally, I'm not a comparison guy. <laughs> uh, Stiddy is his own player. I think it's one of those things where it's just one a wait and see. You know, uh, I love Stiddy. I think he's a competitor. Uh, he works extremely hard, uh, and we'll see once we get out there on the field and training camp, and if we're able to have some spring, we'll be able to see. Uh, I think it's the same thing. It's just now the draft is a new crop of guys coming. So the past three days of the draft is all the hype, all oh, this guy, this quarterback, this receiver. But at the end of the day, nobody has any idea how somebody's going to pan out until you actually get out on the field and you have to do it. So I think for all of those young guys, guys in their first year, guys in their second year, when you get out there and you show what you do is when that's when you start to say, oh, he has some of these, some of this, some of that. Uh, but up until then, a guy that works extremely hard and prepares, uh, I'll go to, I'll go out to battle with him any day. Gotcha. One last question for you guys. This is more for Devin. Favorite Super Bowl, Seattle or Atlanta one? Uh, Seattle. Seattle was uh, definitely first one. I had lost, uh, lost one before that, lost in champ AFC Championship game. So getting over that hump was huge, man. Seattle is definitely one of my favorites. Yeah, I, I was at that game, and I actually saw uh, about – Hey, Jay, appreciate you. Chris. You got to get the birthday request because you do names. I was just about to say that. Well, we got Kara from Vegas tuning in. What's up, Kara? Carolina on Facebook. It's her mom's 83rd birthday of this week. Um, it says Nana Defemia, I believe. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Nana. Happy 83rd. Happy if birthday. I up name. Happy birthday. Um, Who's the best player you've you, uh, you played against on another team? 
we talked about this before. I would say Peyton Manning. Um, and then, I mean, you could throw a ton of guys in there. Calvin Johnson, J-Mac. J-Mac just had an Instagram battle with Maurice Jones-Drew where Maurice Jones-Drew ran him over and knocked his helmet off. So he's definitely one of the best players J-Mac played against. I, I saw the picture. <laughs> For sure. Um, somebody said, Corey on YouTube, what do you guys think of Obi's talents? Do you think on a personal level, who should, he should be in a 53-man roster. Man, I love Obi. Uh, as far as roster spots, that's up to the coaches and all of that to determine. That's the beauty about football. We all compete. I'm hoping to have a roster spot on the 53 when it's all said and done. Uh, but Obi is a uh, huge 6'3", very talented, a uh, good dude to be around, works extremely hard. So uh, we're all out there competing, and you, we'll see how it all uh, shakes out. We got Francis in the Philippines is tuning in as well. Shout out Francis. Um, my wife, my wife's from the Philippines, man. Her family's all out there. Have you guys talked yeah, to Kyle go. Duggar? Uh yep, I've talked to him. Kids ready to work, man. Gotta appreciate that. Somebody said down the line, could we try to get some of the new draft picks on double cover? They trying to get the draft in that trouble. Happened. Yeah, they'll get in big trouble if they start going doing media requests and stuff. So I really don't. <laughs> I don't think that's happening. Bill's not. He wouldn't be too. He wouldn't be too fired you, up about that. You know how we could get them on double coverage? We just got to go through Stacy James. We got to reach out to the Patriots and see if we can get them. So, matter of fact, we'll we'll have our guys reach out to their guys and see if we could make this happen. But don't hold your breath. I'm not. I'm not guaranteeing that can happen right there. Yeah, for sure. I think everybody did get kicked off the fan line, but I think we're back up and running. We got Robbie in uh, Dallas coming up next on the fan line. Ask Tom and Gronk to join sometime. Join the team or join the podcast? <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know if they're going to want to. What's up, Robbie? How you doing, man? Oh, hold on. Uh, I'm doing good. You hear me? Yep. Yep, we can hear you. Perfect. So, Wondering, what is it like watching someone in the same position as you getting drafted? Um, I think for me, uh, it's always been like, how can I help? You know, even my second year um, in New England, we drafted Raza Dowling until this day. Like, that's still one of my good friends um, because we used to always go out to dinner. We used to always talk. Um, and I think that's how you got to see it. Like you never compete with a guy at your position because y'all don't go against each other. Y'all are battling for a position, but the competition is against the receivers on your team. And then eventually it's going to be your preseason games, a regular season. Um, so I've always tried to just develop great bonds with guys that come in there. Um, I think that's a part of being a leader. And I think it's a part of just who you want to be as a person. Um, and that, that's what I love. So like I'm excited to get Kyle in there. Um, one of the most exciting things we had is when uh, AJ joined our team. AJ Moore uh, was a, a undrafted guy to Ole Miss, had a twin brother still at Ole Miss, a uh, story very similar to ours. So um, that was exciting. Now he's on Houston and CJ, his brother's on Detroit. So you just never know how you can impact somebody's NFL career. Um, and when they get in, you want to try to have a, a huge impact on them. Yeah, I would agree. I had some good vets when I was a rookie. So I think passing that down taking guys under your wing, doing as much as you can to help. I think that's important just for the integrity of the game, uh, just from being in it and that's, you, that you want to do those things. So it's, it's always cool to have people at your position drafted. Yeah, and one last thing. Have you guys seen any of the uh, Anton Dotson comments on social media the last few days? No. Nah. Nah. 
All right, then. I'm set. Have a good night, guys. You too. Appreciate it. I'll have to look at yeah. it. Um, we got uh, Carrie from Virginia. I just talked to Slate. The old man says he's, he's having a little bit of trouble trying to log in, so we're, we're figuring that out to get him on. Slate doesn't use – he's not on any social media, anything like that, so this is all kind of new for him. Carrie, how Hi, you doing? good. I'm trying Virginia, to figure out my tonight? camera here. Sorry. I wanted to um, tell you guys thank um, your team and um, just the way they exercise your quiet way. Really appreciate that. And a teacher in Virginia, I'm uh, from Rhode Island, but my goal is to as many Patriot fans as I can per <laughs> year in my class, and I've converted quite a few already. But okay. my question is, I'm always giving them Patriot stories, and I, co I quote Coach Belichick to my class all the time. Our class motto is do your job. Is there any good defense quotes or defense I could give my class? Uh, I don't know if this works. I don't know if this works in a classroom because like you can't, you don't want to cheat on tests. But one <laughs> thing we always say, we always talk about communication um, and we always say, don't keep it a secret. And that's whatever is going on on the field. If someone has to make a check, if someone sees a guy motion or like if you're playing corner and a guy lines up with his opposite foot up and you think something's coming off of it, don't keep it a secret. Let everyone know. Um, that's always a model for us of our communication, how we try to get guys going, especially when guys come from college. You're not as used to like talking as much as we do in the NFL. So we always try to encourage guys to talk about everything they see um, and put it out there in the open. And I would also just add to just not even maybe defense, but just uh, being in a competitive atmosphere is uh, make sure you're running your own race. Try not to compare what other people are doing next to you or let it catch you up and you may not look at your success uh, as success because you're looking at the person to the left or the right of you and you're, you look at it as a failure because you may not be getting as high grades or whatever the case may be. So I would just say run your own race, stay in your lane, and just try to improve every that's day. That's perfect. Thank you. I always tell them the end of the year, the end of the year testing, that that's our Super Bowl and we need to finish well. We are still trying to tell them, even though we're learning online now, that we have to finish strong. Well, big – Big thank you to all you teachers who are, are making it work, online classes, Zoom meetings, everything of that nature. I know parents really appreciate it. And so even though students probably think they don't want to do the work and they'd rather just hang out, they'll definitely appreciate in the long run how much you guys are helping them get their schoolwork done. So big thank you to you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. We got uh, Slate figuring that out now. Um, we got Francis. Well, Francis is back. He got kicked off the fan line, but Francis is in the Philippines, so we're going to get him on next. Uh, him or her, Francis, I'm not sure. I can hear my, I can hear my son upstairs supposed to go to sleep like, ah, daddy. Hey, guys, good morning. Uh, good yeah, evening, sorry. What's yeah. up? <laughs> <laughs> Time difference, yeah. So I was wondering, right? I know. I think the Bucks are in your schedule for 2021. Uh, what do you think it would be like playing against Gronk and Brady for the first time? Well, for Dev, you're in tight. Yeah, I was about to say, that's a great uh, question. It, it would be fun, man. You talk about, like, competing against those guys in practice all the time um, and, you know, just battling and some of the, the biggest moments in practice and, and being mad about it and 
seeing really some of the most amazing things that those guys have done. You know, obviously you guys see it on game day, um, but I've seen it all through my 10 years on the practice field of just trying to, to win battles. And, and trust me, those two, their connection, they won a lot of battles over us in practice. Um, but to go out there and compete against guys that are like brothers to you, that you competed with, you know, day in and day out, to me would be a lot of fun. Um, so hopefully I'm still out there playing football and get a chance to compete against those guys. I, I would love that opportunity. That's nice. All right, so that's good. Where I had a, I think you mentioned that I've mentioned other your wife. Is that on here? No, I'm not. Following. Yeah, not yet, but we, we plan on it. We're waiting for our kids to get a little older so that they understand, like, you know, that they're there. So I would probably say within the next, like, three to four years, we're going to we're gonna. – Well, you got – you got to stop having kids if you want to. Yeah, you know, had a kid. You know, had a kid three years straight. Three so. to four years, we'll have one kid about four. Then we'll have, then we'll have four, six, and seven. Like we'll be all right. All right, thanks, guys. All yeah, right, man. Next season. Appreciate it, man. I'll see y'all there in the Philippines. All right, thanks. See you. Jennifer on Facebook said, "Who's the better cook?" I mean. You're looking at the best or the worst. You I would say we're the, the we're the best wine drinkers in our house. There you go. I I, I couldn't That's have said it better. Knew it. Uh, have you guys thought about life after football coaching? I would say coaching. My wife taught me early on in our relationship, never say never. But I would say coaching is very, very, very close to never um, at a high level, maybe like high school or Pop Warner or something. Um, but no, we're still figuring that out, um, I think. Uh, both of us love doing what we're doing right now, um, some form of media, radio, TV, those type of things, uh, seeing where it takes us. So I think right now uh, we're planning on it, preparing for it, and at the same time still trying to focus on uh, getting as much as we can out of our NFL career. I think this um, – Rachel on Facebook. Uh, I think this is an interesting question. Have you guys got in touch with Jules? Is he going to be able to provide leadership without Brady? His fans are depending on him to prove himself uh, just as great without Brady. And I would say that's a misconception because Jules hasn't been a captain or Tom's been there. Like he always provided leadership. Like you don't go out there with his kind of toughness and dedication and not provide leadership. Like Jules has always been that guy. And I've been a captain for a lot of years and we've always talked about some of the instrumental guys in our locker room are usually guys who are true leaders that aren't captains. Like J-Mac falls into that category. Um, Pat Chung's been like that. Sometimes he's been a captain, other times not. But, like, his leadership doesn't change, you know, depending on the title. I would say we have guys that are great leaders. Lawrence Guy is a great leader um, that everybody on the team follows. You just don't happen to be captains. Like, there's only a certain amount of captains. Um, but I think Jules will continue to provide his leadership that he always does. Oh, for sure. I mean, when I first got there, I mean, Jules is always yelling something out. Uh, motivating guys, but like you said, there's there's multiple ways to lead, and there's no better example than a guy like uh, Edel Dogs, seventh round draft pick, worked his way up to becoming a leader on a team, a Super Bowl MVP. I mean, that says it all right there. I think you don't have to say a word if somebody just sits back and watches him, uh, you'll see. So um, before uh, we're still working on Slate, I think we're gonna have Steph come on first, uh, and then try to get Slate after we got Larry from Louisiana. Uh, coming yeah, up who, who's the best dancer on the team? 
probably wise just because he's always hey that's parker parker asked a question daryl banks said probably wise there you go what's up larry how you doing what's going man? on man nothing much man we're just hanging out in here question i got for y'all is how do you feel about gronk uh, leaving do y'all feel like he quit on y'all or no I no, I was. Oh, go ahead. I was. Well, I, I would say. I would say absolutely not. I mean, um, we won the Super Bowl while he was playing, and he finished the entire season and decided before the next season that he didn't want to play uh, that year. So I don't think that's quitting. I think for all of us, anybody on our team right now, um, especially because of everything you have going on outside of football, I could be somebody right now to be like, hey, you know what? I don't think I can play next year. I could have something going on with my wife, with my kids, mentally for me, I just may not be into it anymore. And I may just need to step away from the game. And I think that's okay. And especially when you do it before a season even starts. And I think he took time away and we all saw him last year. He got to step into every avenue you can think of off the field and, and see what he wants to do and all of that. And I think now an opportunity presented itself a year later for him to come back and play. And he explored that opportunity. So, I mean, I'm happy for him. Um, like Dev just said, 2021, they'll get a chance to play against him. There's nothing funner in the league than going against friends, competing against some guys that you admire, guys that you love, but getting a chance to go out there and try to dominate them uh, every play. There's nothing better than that. Yeah, that's cool. Right. Um, I've been to a game in uh, Foxborough, and I plan on going back again. I want to take the family. Me and the wife went once, and it was it was awesome. Okay, there you go, man. Come on back down to Foxborough. It's a, always a good time. We just got to make sure we win. <laughs> Oh yeah, which y'all? Oh, last question. Which y'all think about? Like, do y'all think y'all in full rebuild mode, or do y'all see yourselves really uh doing a lot next year? Well, no, I think as a player, as a player, you always had the mentality like we gonna win. And I think everybody um, from the veteran guys who were there last year, we got new free agents. Then we got a, a new class of rookies coming in. Everybody's gonna be preparing to win, and, and I don't think that's ever gonna change. All right, well, I appreciate it. Y'all have a good one, man. You too, man. Thank you, man. Let me see. What questions are we getting on here? Gerard Mayo's a great coach for us. Yeah, Mayo's all right. Nah, Mayo's my guy, man. He, he brings so much energy in, in the building every day. Um, so I, I love having him there. How, how, from a scale of one to 10, how fun is Slate's chance at the end of the game? I'm going to go with a 10, man. He, he's always right on with whatever he has to say, man. Uh, as you read in through those, we got Michael coming up next from Andover. Yeah, I think Andover. what's great about Slate is he always gives us a message along with the chance. So, like, you guys hear the chance, but the message is always key to the game, key to the future, what's going coming ahead. So, uh, great dude. What's, up? what's happening? How's it going? There go. What's up, Not Michael? Much. just playing some Madden right now. Who you playing with? There you yeah. go. So um, I had a question about the shirts, the Mama We Made It shirts. When are you going to restock on larges? Because you don't have any larges. Okay. I'm going to shoot this te that text right now that we need more larges. We're going we're gonna to get them things in for All you right, right cool. now. They should be, they I like should the be dedication. Jumped on the fan line to know how he could get a T-shirt. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. And uh, I also had one more question. Um, what's your favorite places in, like, Massachusetts? Um, I would say, I would say for me, restaurants, uh, whenever we like get the chance to go into Boston, we'll go to Aria's in the North end. 
um, all of the Stregas we'll go to. Um, Del Frisco's, I'm a regular in there. So uh, that's always my favorite, just going – and then obviously going to Celtics games. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, I've been at his mercy. He's been the one uh, touring me around since I've been here. So uh, we've had a good time. Uh, obviously, this time right now, haven't been able – this is our, usually our time in the offseason. This is the time that you're able to get out and go different places, but we've obviously all been stuck inside. Yeah. So. Oh, that's cool. But last week, I off by up. Um, so, look, off by up here. <laughs> yeah. Appreciate you. Yeah. Appreciate you tuning yeah. in, man. We got. Uh, who was the big? Who was the biggest leaders on the Titans? While you were there. Um, while I was there, um, I would say when I first got there, we had uh, guys like Chris Hope, uh, Cortland Finnegan, uh, who were great leaders, uh, Stephen Tullock, um, and then on my way out, guys like Jarrell Casey, uh, Wesley Woodyard. You notice I'm naming all defensive guys, um, but Mariota was a guy uh, that was a really good leader. Um, he was a guy that was relatively quiet, but his work ethic, uh, how he prepared, the work he put When you in. first got there, Kevin Mawai was there too, right? Yeah, Kevin Mawai. So my rookie year, you're right, Kevin Mawai, Mawai, Kyle Vandenbosch. Man, Vandenbosch was scary my rookie year. He used to wear those red contact lenses. And as a rookie at Rutgers, I never saw anybody with red contact lenses. So I just thought Buddy just be so fired to work out that his eyes was turning red. Um, but we had some, we had some decent leadership in different points uh, of my time there, different years. So um, Bernard Pollard was a good leader, uh, a different leader, a different personality, uh, but he was a really good guy to be around as well. Um, we got Jay coming up next on the fan line. What else What else we got? Somebody said, what am I drinking on? Wine is the cat uh, called uh, Black Stallion. Hey, what's up, guys? Um, what's happening? What's happening? Good, how about how you? you doing, man? <laughs> That's good. Yeah, man, I was here last week with my my buddy Xander over here. Yep. Uh, so uh, obviously, without y'all getting in trouble, would y'all be able to share like uh one of those Belichick stories that we hear from some people? Like, I know he has a fun side and whatnot, but something that maybe people don't know about him without getting in trouble. Uh, what is a good one? I would say, oh, my rookie year. I would say my rookie year, he came in there and he told the rookies, he was just like, I would never want you to be out of the league or be in a bad situation and say, man, I wish somebody would have told me, um, you know, what to expect, what not to expect. And he said, and this is what I'll tell you. He said, you rookies, it's like being in the middle of the ocean on a paddle boat with no paddles and you got to get and you got to get away. <laughs> and I remember sitting there like, Oh, okay. So, like, should we just quit now? Like, oh, and I remember like mentally like realizing like how serious it, it was going to be to try to be able to compete and play, just from him telling us that in the spring. Um, and I've always enjoyed you know him telling us that and appreciate it because it let us know what it took to play as a rookie. So, um, I thought that was a great, just a great advice. A little exaggerated, but it really made you realize as a rookie what you needed to do. That's awesome. How about you, Jay? I don't really have no Bill stories. I guess I ain't been there long enough. I just appreciate him for his brutal honesty every day. Uh, for me, as a guy, I've been around the league a little bit more, uh, had a lot of different coaches. I, I respect the fact that you may not always like what he has to say, but you always know where you stand. 
So I can I can uh, greatly appreciate that. All right, man. Well, I appreciate you guys taking oh, the time, man. Appreciate you checking in, man. All right. Thank you. Have a good appreciate night. You. Yes, sir. You too. Steph just texted me. We got Steph backstage. We got to figure out how to get him on here. He said he sees us talking. He got to he got to get into the fan line. So we're work, we're working on that. Uh, thank you, Jay. Shout out for the Super Bowl Fifty Three, the Brandon Cooks play. Um, What's your favorite part of the off season? Um, the part of the off season where we don't have to go to work, <laughs> where we can relax. So I would say from uh, February to mid April is my favorite time when uh, uh, it gives me time away, and then I get excited when I get to see all the ugly faces back in the locker room. Um, but without that time away, it just wouldn't be the same. So. Uh, I greatly appreciate that. It's a lot of action comments, man. I just, does Slater, I just uh, does Slater speak from the heart, or does he revert, uh, rehearse his pregame? I mean, his postgame speeches. Uh, I think it's a little bit of a mix. He's always he always has something ready. I tell you, this, Slate is like if you ever if you if you're religious and you're spiritual, and you ever go to church and you get this pastor and you're like, man, like. He or she is really good. That slate, like he just he brings it. Whatever he's trying to get across, you're gonna walk away feeling better and change. So that is definitely, uh, I would say, slates go to. So it's not all rehearsed. Some of it's definitely from the heart. Favorite part of being on the same team, uh, carpools. I save a lot of money on gas. Uh, it probably won't be great now because we both got so many kids that we got these big trucks. So before Jay had his little his little Audi uh, A7, so we used to get in that, and same A7. difference, looks exactly the same. I know, I know, it's supposed to be faster and all of that, but it's the same. We got uh, Carlo from Scotland is backstage. Carlo from Scotland is backstage. So we was getting Gilly from backstage, man. What you doing? I know he just said he, I told him in the fan line. Uh, he said where, so we're trying to figure that out to get him on there. All right, nice hat. I like it. Yeah, you like it, man. It's pretty nice. <laughs> um, <laughs> what's up, guys, man? Uh, I was just asking. Um, uh, it was two questions. First question was, uh, what what uh, was it like playing against uh, Gronkowski at practice? Uh, I've always been fascinated by the guy, man. Big fan from since since he first came. Um, so always been kind of fascinated to see to hear what it was like playing against him or training against him. It's, it's fun, man. I say the difference of when you play against someone in practice, you get to know them. So like we start doing stuff that we know frustrates them and what's the names them. Um, so I would say it's a lot easier for us seeing them every day in practice than like guys having to play them in a game and like they figure out, dang, like how strong he is, how physical he can be in route. And I would say the biggest thing, I'm sure people are surprised. Um, is how good of a route runner he is. Uh, the dude can run really good routes. He understands leverage. He understands uh, where he needs to be. So it's a, I mean, it's tough. I mean, I, I'd be lying. Most of our practices involve him being double teamed. So, um, you know, we work on that as well. But yeah, tough guy to cover. He, he, I mean, he's one of the best guys that ever played a position. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yes, sir. Um, the second question was uh, – who do you think the toughest opponent is going to be in the division this year? Uh, like uh, the Dolphins, uh, they got a I would, I, I, I would assume Buffalo is still going to be 
uh, one of the toughest opponents to go against. Miami obviously got a lot better uh, with the moves that they made. Um, obviously, Sam Darnold will be another year under Adam Gase in their offense. So uh, our division is just getting better, and I think that's the fun part about it. You get to compete uh, every Sunday, and you know it's going to be a tough one to uh, be able to get into the playoffs. So looking sure, forward man. to it. Thanks very much. Appreciate it, man. Uh, we got Slate. Slate is backstage okay. now. We're still working on stuff. We got, we got, we got to get this thing figured out. But we got Slate backstage. Uh, he's ready to, he's ready to join uh, the fan line, Mr. Matthew Slater. There he goes. He looks, see, he, even, My he even looks confused. Can they, Can you hear me? <laughs> yes, we can, man. You're here. Of course, of course. You know, I can't hear you guys. I got the the technical. Difficulties. Let me see if we can figure this out. Let us know. Let us know when you can. Can you hear us now? <laughs> Yo, ever since ever since the last dance came out, we've been having we've been having big troubles. Last week, now this week. I think I think ESPN did something to us to make sure whatever we got whatever we got going on they make sure yeah we're gonna we're, we're gonna figure out we're gonna figure out his volume and then we're gonna get him back on Slate had Slate had that confused look on his face anyway he looked like he's been trying to figure this thing out for the longest I'm wait, I'm trying to get in. Uh, here we go we got um as we get Slate and we got L Aline and Richmond coming on. We gotta uh, make, while we try. We gotta to make sure we get we get Slate to give us a oh yeah too. <laughs> Good luck with that. So he sounds hey like a scientist. Yeah, how are you? Good. Doing well. Good yeah, to see thanks. You Good to see you too. I'm back here with my son in the same spot as last week because you know yeah. quarantine <laughs> life. Yep. Haven't moved. <laughs> I want to say hi to um, Slate and Gilly, who I hope are watching because it's so exciting that I get to say hi to all four of you now. Um, <laughs> my question this week, we've been talking, or you all have been talking a lot about, um, like, Brady and Gronk and just kind of, like, signing and all that kind of stuff. And I was wondering how much, if at all, do you all, especially you, Devin, having stayed with the Pats your whole career – um, do you think at all about the fans? Does that really go into your decisions as pros? Because I think, you know, with Gronk and Brady, a lot of fans are feeling betrayed. But I'm kind of wondering, like, does that really even, like, factor in at all? Or is that just kind of like, well, it is what it is? Uh, if I'm being honest, no. Um, I think um, for guys, I think you – when you play this game, I think you hope fans respect everything that you've given uh, to a team. I, I think for me, especially like those two guys, they've given so much um, to not only New England as an organization and team, but I just think of like the best buddies events with Tom or Grant getting his haircut or going to like a bunch of different charity events or just always being very entertaining around fans. Um, and I think like when you get that aspect of players, like that's who they really are. That's what they they're giving to the people around them. They showing their I mean, they're showing how grateful they are because of the support that they've been given. Um, and I think those two guys exemplify that in the New England area, always out and about doing things. Tom for twenty years, Gronk for ten years um, of just doing those things. So I think as a player, you hope that you left your mark where fans can appreciate um, 
the effort and what you gave to the team and to your teammates. Um, but I think at the end of the day, you always got to do what's best for you and your family um, and understand like no one, like across the board, not everyone's going to be happy. Like it's just, it's going to go that way. Um, but I'm sure there's still a bunch of fans that still appreciate and love those two guys um, just like their teammates do. Definitely. Hey, we got yeah, for tuning in and coming back to holler at us. We got Slate back. Uh, we got, I think we got his audio fixed, so we're going to try to get Slate back up here and ask him a few questions before he gets out of here. I know Slate is another guy with multiple kids, so this quarantine life is real. So, man, we got, we got, I tell you what, that, that, that might have been the hardest process I've been through in the last month. <laughs> <laughs> it can't be. You quarantine with all them kids that kid not have been. I mean, it was up there. I'm struggling. You know me. I, I haven't been on my computer in, in years. Software <laughs> not up to date. Can't get on the Chrome. But we made it happen. We made it work. The, the people are very excited well, for you. Yeah, I'm, I'm, they, I'm happy to be on, man. I feel, I feel official now that I'm on the double coverage. The first week we did this show, they was like, the greatest thing would be is if you get Slate on because he has no social media, no anything. So everyone is super excited about you being here. We appreciate you being here, man. Uh, anything for you guys, man. So what's this quarantine been like for you? How have you had to adjust family and everything? What's it been like? Are you in Massachusetts, Cali? Where are you at? So we're here in Massachusetts. And as you guys know, I'm a father of three. And all three of those little ones are under the age of five. So it's it's survival every day. I mean, it's... Uh, yes, sir. Um, during the day, I would say, two-year-old Hannah, she gives us a run for our money. And then at night, it's Jeremiah. I can actually hear him running across the hallway right now as we speak. We we had to move bedtime back just so we could sleep in a little bit. It was like we just had to. Uh, That's an idea. I know the struggle. Yeah, we had. I know the struggle. Hey, with the draft going on, uh, what's it mean to you when you get young guys in and you get a chance to not only help them figure out the X's and O's of the game, but also a chance to mentor those guys and get a chance to talk to them about life and becoming pros and all of that? It, it really means a lot. I certainly enjoy the opportunity that – you know, we have as veteran players to be able to mentor guys, build relationships. Uh, you know, I had guys do that to me when I first came into the league, and I feel like as a veteran player, it's your responsibility to take young guys under wing, show them the way, and pass along the knowledge, the knowledge that you've acquired over the years. I mean, if not, it just goes away. So uh, that's a process I'll be looking forward to in this year. And I, I would just throw out there, uh, I don't know if everybody knows, but Slate's dad is a Hall of Famer, played 20 years. When you came into the league, what was the best advice he gave you? Um, I'm sure that you'll pass down on these rookies, but what was it that really helped you throughout your career? Well, that's a great question, Dave. I, I think there's a lot of things that I hold on to, but the biggest would be just take things one day at a time. There's so many things that are outside of your control when it comes to the game of football. The, the only thing that you can control is today and, and your effort and attitude as you approach the game. So that's something I've tried to do since day one, um, and it's something I still do today. And we got to ask you, because every fan's been talking about it. They want to know, 
post game we win is it rehearsed is it from the heart they just want to know a little bit about what goes into the great Matt Slater post game wrap ups the post game wrap up well you know for me it's it's always been something that I just try to come from the heart with um you know I read a lot and it, it's usually something that I've read over the the week leading up to the game or something I feel like uh, we've all been going through uh, over the course of the week or over the course of the season. So, you know, I enjoy those moments with the guy. You appreciate those moments off the field relationally with guys even more than you do sometimes moments on the field. And, uh, you know, it's been, it's been a lot of fun over the years to break down those games and, and winning efforts. We've had a lot of those over the last 12 years or so. No doubt about it. What's it mean to you now going into year 13, uh, which is already, I mean, uh, incredible. What does it mean to you, though, going into year 13 and you're playing with the same team that you've come in since 2008? How, how, how big is that? You know, it's, it's very, very humbling. I never envisioned myself playing football this long especially understanding what my role has been since I got here. You know, I was drafted to play special teams. And my mindset was, you know, they're going to cut me tomorrow. And <laughs> I, I've kind of had that mindset the entire time I've been here. So to be able to look back and, and think about playing for the same team going into my 13th year, it's just a blessing. I thank God for, uh, you know, playing alongside guys like yourselves and representing such a great uh, region, uh, it's been a true blessing. I remember in y'all Super Bowl in Arizona, I got a chance to talk to your dad, and he was just fired up, and it was at night, so he was he was just taking it all in. I remember him telling me he was just like, I remember when Matthew was a kid, and he said he had bad asthma. Like I never thought we'd be here today, and he talked about him playing twenty years on the old line, and he said back when he was playing, like he said, my perspective of a special team player was totally different. He just talked about how incredible it was uh, to watch you as his son, to carve out the path that you had and obviously be highly successful at it. Uh, it's impressive for a guy like me that was on the outside looking in uh, to now be a part of it. So I appreciate that. And before we, we let you go, we wanted to get into um, with COVID-19 going on and, and everything happening. Um, we know you've been doing work with compassion. Uh, just tell the people a little bit about, you know, obviously Nate, Nate Solder um, and what you're doing with Compassion and Nate. Absolutely. Well, you know, Compassion is a ministry that I've supported for a long time since I was in high school. Um, it's a, it's a uh, ministry that lifts up and supports uh, impoverished children all over the world. And it gets them the basic resources they need. It gets them connected with mentors. It gets them food medical care it's, it's a tremendous ministry and it feeds their soul it meets them at a spiritual level as well so it's something that we feel very strongly about um, a couple weeks ago i got a call from nate's folder and you know due to covid 19 a lot of these kids we partner with and get them with sponsors uh, we lose our fundraising opportunities whether we have concerts that we would fundraise at or, or different venues where we would you know promote compassion we're losing the opportunities for that so uh the pro athlete community has kind of rallied up and and teamed up with compassion 
Uh, our goal is to support 70,000 kids that otherwise would have had sponsors that probably won't this year. And, uh, you know, a lot of us are getting behind that effort. We feel like it's a great cause, just uh, connecting with children, pouring into the youth around the globe uh, and giving them the love and support that they need. That's awesome. Uh, and for all of you that don't know, um, Jason and myself also work with Compassion. Um, and like Slate said a few weeks ago, he got a call from Nate. Then me and Jay got a text from Slate. Um, and we too joined in and support and helped support some of these 70,000 kids. And um, I've heard it from a guy that I used to play with, Sean Tucker at Rutgers. And he talked about during these times, um, it doesn't matter what you can give to other people's, whether it's time, whether it's finances, uh, whether it's a mass that you extra mass you have, um, just being able to reach out and help other people. Um, so we commend you, Slate, on, on getting that going and, and putting it in the forefront and jumping in an interview and slash social media type stuff that you usually don't do uh, to get it going. So for everyone, look out. Me and Jay will be having those different things on our social media of how you can help um, spread awareness if you want to help out financially just to help um, these kids all around the world because um, even though people struggle here in the United States, you hear some of these stories of young men and women of how they grew up. Uh, it's incredible how you can help out. So uh, appreciate you, Slate, for doing that, man. That's awesome. Absolutely. I'm so glad you guys Definitely, are man. joining us. So thank you, guys. No, no doubt, man. Well, we appreciate you for stopping by and coming on double coverage and giving us some of the time uh, before Shaza beat you up, man. Get up there. <laughs> Help tuck those kids in. Make sure and make sure you stay up late, man. Watch MJ. Oh, I'll be there at least for episode okay. three. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Have a good night, Slate. Oh, my God. Appreciate it. That is that is our guy, Slate, man. He I said that to him because he always goes to sleep early. He always reminds me that he's still playing football at an old age, but I always try to get him to stay up a little Definitely. later. And for those of you that want to get in, uh, get involved, Compassion.com, you can go get information and see. Uh, um, having Slate on here is really cool for me. Coming to the team at 18, uh, he's been a guy that's been tremendous for me, building a friendship with him, a guy that I came in a year after him, uh, but just continue to look to, to, to him uh, for guidance. He's a guy that how he lives his life, well, plays football, how he lives his life at home is something that a lot of guys in the locker room you're trying to get to. So, uh, I think in our locker room, there's a, a, a nice mix of guys that continue to push each other to not only be better players, but to be better people. Uh, so it's always amazing and awesome to have guys like that uh, in your locker room. Yeah, and I, and I would just say piggybacking off that, um, I think this has been, you know, obviously we've done this podcast because of the times we're in. And um, because of that, we've also started our own thing. If you follow us on social media, you sure Chromebooks for Kids. Um, on McCordyTwins.com, you can click the link Chromebooks for Kids, supporting kids in our area to try to get uh, each kid um, in Rockland County and the Nike and East Rampo School District a chance to just finish their schoolwork for the year and, and help the school district out. So um, you'll see heavily on our page where I want to just give people options. I think there's a lot of people out there in the world who want to give and, and want to know about places to give. So um, I, I've been thinking about it a lot, just want to use this time to just push out different things um, that people can read through. And if, you, if it, you know, if it interests you and you want to give back, if education is something, we got that. If you want to give to, to people who deal with, you know, really extreme poverty of making like 90 cents a day 
um, Compassion's has that. They have, you know, families that, you know, dad goes to work and that's his goal to make 90 cents that day and, and with everything going on, um, that's been hard to reach. So um, we've just been able, we've been extremely blessed and we've tried to give back and um, find great organizations and, and, and to do that. So um, we're going to be posting that on our social media, getting it out there, making videos um, and trying to press along all of these great things where uh, we just try to find people who do amazing things in this world. Yeah, uh, we're still working on Gilly. We're going to try to get him on tonight. Uh, we got Josh and Tampa coming up next, but we're still trying to get Gilly on. If not, we'll have to try for another week, but we're still we're still trying to get him on. We got to teach Gilly how to open things up. He's so used to closing and shutting down everything. Like, you got open, you know what I mean? <laughs> What's happening? What's going on, we man? Got, uh, Josh, Josh and Josh Allen's here. Josh Allen's here. Okay. What's up, man? man? Okay, got the dinosaur on the shirt. We're big dinosaur family too. My son got that pajamas. Gotta love Walmart, you know. Go Pats. So first of all, congrats on another baby. Uh if it's a boy, Joshua McCordy sounds amazing. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> <laughs> um just uh wanted to get your opinion too on that uh the first two episodes. Um, and I heard the Jerry Krause Belichick comparison. Thought that was kind of funny. I don't know if you guys heard those out there. I, I saw that. No, I did. I saw that um, because of how everybody yeah. left this year. He, he's been killing them with the Jerry Krause. <laughs> but the, the first two episodes was amazing. Um, I thought I thought one of the funniest things was like Scotty Pippen's money. Like somebody was like, "We need to start a GoFundMe page for Scotty Pippen." And then people was like, hold on, Scottie Pippen made over $100 million. People were like, let's relax. <laughs> so um, I thought that was interesting, man. I can't wait for tonight to go in there and watch it again. What's up, Cannon? I see you. My son does the same thing when he sees a camera. Absolutely. Absolutely. My question was, uh, when, were for you, him. Uh, when you moved to, to safety, when were you approached to make that tr transition? Did you have any, like, you know, reservations about it? How did it go? And then, Jason, how does it feel to be, you know, still standing at cornerback, you know, the original position you guys came into. Uh, yes, yeah, so you, you're basically saying Dev came last <laughs> at corner, so it makes it But hey, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll answer Dev's question. He'll answer mine. When he first when he first made the switch to and, safety, and you, gotta, and you gotta start with, I didn't get approached. I got told I had to move. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. So when, when he first, but when it first happened his second year, I feel like he was okay with it because uh, at corner that year, he had some struggles. So I think he, it was the playoffs. He was okay with it. Let's figure out a way to win. His third year, he comes back and he falls at corner. He plays, he's playing really strong. And some things happened in the secondary where they needed him to move to safety. So I think originally he wasn't really for it. Um, but I think the player he is and the person he is, um, as mad as he could be about switching position, he doesn't want to let the guys around him down. So I think for him, it went all in like, hey, let me study uh, other safeties in the league. Let me figure it out the gaps that I need to fill from a corner position. And then to be honest, safety physically is a little bit easier than corner. And the mental part of the game. Don't tell my shoulders that. <laughs> the mental part of the game he already had in the leadership and the ability to turn out well. Yeah, Jay Stick in that corner, he reminds me all the time that he's still a corner. Um, and I would say, for me, it's been cool to watch just his longevity of being in Tennessee um, and going through tough years and having to be, you know, sometimes the top corner on the team and to go do that. Um, and he's never complained that he hasn't gotten recognition. I think in today's 
in today's age and today's game, like he would have to be a guy that goes on Twitter and stuff and talk about his stats and talk about what he does. And he never did. They just kept playing. Um, and I think that's why it's awesome for us to see the success he's had um, last year. Well, 2018, people like the best season of his career, blah, blah, blah. And if you look at the stats in Tennessee, he's had better seasons, but he just got watched more. So it's been it's been incredible to see him get um, the recognition he deserves. Absolutely. Um, other question. Oh, that's dope. Other question, too. If you guys had the ability to play any uh, – any other position on offense? Would, and then my final question, oh, that's too, easy. My final question, too, is um, what have you learned most about yourselves since this quarantine time? Uh, any position on offense, that's easy. Backup quarterback. <laughs> I can make up to $5 million and never have to touch the field and have to prove whether I'm good or I suck. So backup quarterback. Uh, what have I learned most about myself? Uh, that I need to continue to work on patience. Yeah. When you have three kids, <laughs> quarantine every day in the house, you need a lot of that. So that's what I'm praying about at night is God give me more patience. You give me a little bit more, I need more. So that's 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 what I'm learning. I'll play wide receiver. No no doubt about it. Get me into space. Let me use my speed coach. He thinks he's a playmaker. Let me use my speed coach. <laughs> hey, man, appreciate Absolutely. you for tuning in, man. Uh, James on Facebook says, what tremendous men you all have become great football players, great leaders and fathers. Appreciate that. Um, Darren on Facebook, most universally respected player in the locker room. That's easily uh, Slate uh, and Dev's up there too. And then we got Julius coming up next on the fan line. But definitely those guys, man. Hey, is, it, is, it, is it locked in? We're going to get Steph next week? I think so. I'm going to text yeah. him and tell him. Because we That's all right. need to get lapped. Last dance. I just texted my wife. She better record this joint too, or she's gonna be in trouble. You know it's on. She's gonna be sitting on the couch. Not we tonight. Got, Can't go on demand tonight. We got Julius coming up next on the fan line. Yeah, I'm gonna text Gilly and tell him, man. Don't worry about. It. We get him on next time. Man, shout out Slate coming on with the puzzle look. <laughs> Come on, Gilly. If big, if big, if BB can figure out technology, so can you. <laughs> BB's probably there struggling too, though. Hey, how legendary would it be if we could get BB on the fan line? Yeah, right. Hey, someday when we retire, we're gonna get when we we decide to do a podcast, we're gonna get Coach Belichick on our podcast. Yeah, I don't know what we got going on on the fan line. I gotta see if, if Julius is still there. It might have hit 9 o'clock and he decided to leave. Nadine said, drink up, guys, always. Wind, wind down. Wind down the week. Nadine, I poured, I poured a lot. I, I got to save some for the Yo. last day. I had a big – There we go. What's up, Julius? What's up, Julius, man? How you doing? Check it out with y'all, bro. But um, Don't worry. I got to wrap leak. it up. I, I got the leak for the last dance if you need it. Nah, man. You got to be looking forward to that on <laughs> Sunday. I say, quick question though. I appreciate everything you guys are doing for the community, everything like that. But quick question: What's the biggest side of winning a Super Bowl together that you guys have had throughout your career, like whether it be on the field or off the field? Oh, that's a good question. I say um, there's a couple. Uh, being uh, inducted into the Rutgers uh, Distinguished Alumni Hall of Fame um, that was pretty cool. Had nothing to do with. 
and that and that was cool because it was kind of totally separate of football and totally separate of right. sports. It was just distinguished alumni, just more about what we've done. All and I would say the second thing happened uh, this past year of the bill being passed in Massachusetts for $1.1 billion for uh, school systems and, and to get resources and have funding. Just being a part of that um, was awesome. Yeah, I would say that that award and then um, with the, the bill passing, we just had a, a small role, but just saying that you were involved in that um, yeah, to me was no matter what, No matter what the role long as you attach to it that's huge you know what i mean yeah that's a big thing was, was, and definitely yeah, not no. your beard though right and i struggle beard is nah, not this, an accomplishment right that's this, this, yeah. this is just <laughs> life, man. Now, when it, whenever yeah whenever it comes to hair that that for me on top of my head on my face <laughs> right. those, those are small things whatever whatever it looks like i'm rolling with all right bro i appreciate you guys i'm about to go watch the last dance you guys enjoy your night and send my prayers all to right, family, all right Take care. Yeah, you too, bro. You do the All same, right. bro. We'll holler at you. How I get out of this? You kick me out? Dude, he got he got that answer yeah, fast. We got, we got him. We got him up out of there. All right, man. We're gonna right. get ready. I'm gonna close this out. I'm gonna close this out. I'm gonna close this out. Like we were talking about, and like we were talking about earlier, we hear stuff, we read stuff. So today, I was listening to Charlie Dates, and he's talking about if if anybody, if you got a Bible by. Charlie Dates is a is a really good pastor. He was talking about uh, James chapter one verses two and four, um, and, and go read those. And as you read them, just remember there's always victory waiting for us on the other side of all trials. When you know that there's joy to come, you treat your trials different. You live happy. People look at you. They don't understand why you're so happy during this quarantine. They don't understand why you're okay staying inside. They don't understand that about you because you understand that there is victory on the, on the other side. And as you read those verses, it talks about going through trials creates perseverance and perseverance creates that joy. And once you get that perseverance, you know you never lack nothing else. So I'll leave y'all with that tonight as you go watch the last dance and you still, a lot of people's quarantine has been pushed back to the end of May for a lot of places. Some is coming out, but whatever it is that's coming, just remember that if you are a believer, there's joy on the other side. There we go. Hey, y'all wonder where that man gets his speeches from? He reads, he listens a lot, and he makes it happen. So, hey, for you guys, make sure YouTube, iTunes, Double Coverage, Richard McCourty Twins, make sure you go subscribe. Uh, get that FanCraft app. You can come face-to-face -face and ask us a question. We'll be back here next week, Sunday. It'll probably still be 8 p.m. because of the last dance, and we're going to try to get We're going to get all this figured out. We're going to get all this figured out. Yeah, I just I just talked to him. We're gonna get it all figured out. So and until then, guys tuning in. remember, Mama, we made it. See you guys.